Welcome to podcast number 16, everybody. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. We are back with another podcast. We've got a steamy hot bowl of podcasts for you today. Oh, it's going to be a good one. It is going to be a good one. I love it. And uh, it is just Pastor Luke and myself today. We know uh, what you want. We, we know. know what you- yeah, that's right. <laughs> the last podcast, it was just me and you. It was maybe one of our best podcasts. The other one that we did two, two ago? Yeah, two ago. Not the last one with Leanne, although that one was fantastic as well. I always love to get Leanne's opinion. But the one before that was Great. Well, it's great. And actually, I have an update for you. This is slight. I don't know why, but this feels slightly embarrassing to admit. Um, but so the last two times ago podcast, I guess, you had, we talked about TV shows that we like to watch. Oh, and were you inspired by one of my TV shows? I was inspired by one of your TV shows. Let's, let's have a moment of, what are we saying? Confession. Confession. This is, I don't know. It doesn't maybe feel like a confession, but a little bit it does. So me and my wife started to watch Survivor together. Yes. And on Netflix, there's only two seasons of Survivor. There's season six and season 37. (laughs) (laughs) Why those two seasons? I have no idea. But So we watched season 37, or we're we're still in the middle of it. And at first, I'm going to let you guys know, at first, I was like, for real? Yeah. This this show really I was like, this is so full of drama. Uh-huh. Just ridiculous. Oh yeah. Like, what in the world is going on? But we're more than halfway through the season now. There's less than ten people left. And I'm invested in this <laughs> okay. season. Who do I'm you like, want who do you like, want to win? I can't I can't not watch. I have to know what happens next. It it, it got me hooked. Yeah. It, I will say it, it took a few episodes. Like yep. I said, it, it took a while. Probably about five episodes in, I was like, okay, now I really got to know what's happening. You are, you start to see a strategy unfold. Yes. You start to see who good players are and who bad players are. Yes, and you had actually told me about this uh, this idea, this philosophy that you have when you watch Survivor. There is a, I have a Lucas philosophy about Survivor, yes. And so I have been trying to apply that strategy, and so far – it's it's been pretty accurate. Okay. Um, there was one player that I was surprised that got voted out when they did, um, but the rest of it has been pretty accurate. And there's two guys um, and one girl that I'm pulling for either one of those three uh, to be the winner. And uh, all right. And I, so far they're all still in. And so, so you're watching it on Netflix. I usually watch on Hulu. Okay. They have a whole, they have a, oh, I don't think they have every season on Hulu, but it's more than two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They've got like well over 30 seasons. Okay. On, on Hulu. And, um, (laughs) it's season six or 37. So, (laughs) you know, my, also I have another, you know, just my, my like preference when it comes to TV viewing. I don't really get into a show unless it's been on air for at least 37 seasons. Right. You said that before. And so, so. Uh, that that really shows me that it has stood the test of time and has. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been on 37 <laughs> seasons, though, I feel like maybe it's it's time to read the writing on the wall. No, like, just getting started, uh, dude. Oh, all right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Barely but hitting their stride. If you I ask will. Me. I will say, though, it's 
it, it got me hooked. I, I'm invested, and I got to see what happens. And a completely different, unrelated note, you also have another wonderful story to tell, um, news to share. News be, to share. Yeah, this is Aaron's news. Um, which is you are now have moved into your very own house. Yes, me and my wife just bought our very first home. Uh, we're super excited about it. We've been looking for almost two years to get into our first house. Uh, when we were engaged, I was trying to buy a house. It didn't work out. didn't work out when we first got married. Uh, but now we just bought it. We're so excited. And really, Pastor Luke, it was. I think it was really a, a super God-orchestrated event. And also it's unique because— It's very unique. You, I moved, would, you moved into not just a house, but a— It's an old dentist office. That's right. And not only is it— a random old dentist office that you know we found on Zillow. It was my old dentist office. That's amazing. <laughs> my dentist retired and said, hey, my building is empty. Do you want to buy it and turn it into a house? I love this story so much. And uh, so that's what we did. We're turn it, turning it into a house right now. It was a house and, before it was the dentist office. Yes, that's true. When he bought it 30 years ago, it was a house. And he turned it into a dentist office. And now you're turning it back into back a house. Back into a house. Yes, sir. And I love this so much. It's it's awesome. Every time my dad comes over, he makes a really bad dentist joke. Oh, I want to hear some. And, uh, well, okay, so he walked in the other day. We were moving, and he's like, <clears throat> excuse me, Dr. Aaron, where is uh, where's the exam room A? I need to get my back tooth checked out. And yes. Like, and I was like, Dad. Where do this, I pay before I leave? Yeah. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's still a sticker on the window. That says, like, we accept MasterCard, Visa, and Discover or something oh, like that. Oh, yes. Instead of an ADT uh, security sticker, <laughs> there's a MasterCard sticker. Yeah. And That's see, amazing. <laughs> he's like, where, uh, where, where's the, the credit card machine? Where do I pay for my appointment? So we need, to nick, we need to nickname your house. Okay. I don't know what it's going to be. We could, we could, our, our audience could help us out a little bit, too. Yeah, let us know. Um, what do you think it should be? I don't know. So, like... Obviously, it's the dentist office, which just seems too practical and literal. <laughs> so I agree. We need something else, you know, to to like we're going home to we're going home. We're gonna instead of saying oh we're going home, we're going to the. You see how sometimes you know how you name your car. Yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 so we we feel like we need to name your house something. I, I got a name to like, propose to like, the audience. Okay. Yeah. And this is not original to me. I stole this from the Santa Claus movie. But we could call it the Molinator. Because of your mole, like a molar? Like, yeah, like a mo- like your tooth, like, like a molar tooth. tooth. The Molinator. The Molinator. In, in one of the Santa Claus movies, the Tooth Fairy is trying to change his name. <gasps> That's right. From the Tooth Fairy to the Molinator. Oh, and I like that. So we could, I also uh, like the Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy? Because, yeah. Yeah. I like That's, that a lot, too. Because that's all positive. Yeah. All like, of those things are, are you, positive things. You're excited for the tooth fairy. You're anticipating the tooth fairy. You want to see what the tooth fairy has left you. Oh, yeah. Positive feelings when you I love the looking under the, under the pillow. What, what did the tooth fairy leave me this time? I can't get my kids to pull out their teeth until I start <laughs> talking about how the tooth fairy needs to come. And so they're like, yeah, maybe I think I'll pull out a tooth. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, something like that. The molinator, the tooth fairy. Yeah, I think we're on the right track I here. I think so, too. Let us, let us know, Pottings. What, what do you guys think it should be? I agree. I agree. And we're, we're excited today to even just jump into this topic. Um, I think we could just – we could name – the, the title of this podcast, Watch. I like it. Which is hilarious because you can't watch it. You can't watch it. <laughs> you can't watch it. <laughs> you can only listen. But we're going we're gonna <laughs> to name this, this topic today, Watch. Because what I want to do is start off uh, this podcast topic here with reading a scripture verse to you guys. And me and Aaron will 
go through a little bit of, of this topic today called watch. But I want to read to you Mark 13, verses 32 through 37. It says this, However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard. Stay alert. Mm-hmm. Watch, right? I like it. Verse 34, the coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do, and he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return in the evening at midnight before dawn or at daybreak. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone, watch for him. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like it. Watch. And so what we've done today is is taken this word watch and turned it into an acronym, W-A-T-C-H. Yep. The W is watch your words. Words. Watch your attitude. Attitude. Watch your temptations. Temptations, like the cat food. <laughs> the, or the or the singing group from the <laughs> from Motown. Uh Watch your character. It's a good one. Watch your household. Your household. All right. So, when this is a kind of a scary, scary thing from Jesus here. In, yeah. In Mark thirteen. Like yeah. One of the things I love about the book of Mark, Pastor Luke, is that I feel like when Mark, people believe a lot of scholars would say that Mark's account of the gospel um, was actually Peter's account of the gospel, that Peter um, verbally told Mark what to write down, and, and Mark actually wrote it down, but it was Peter's kind of viewpoint of the gospel. That's what most people believe about this book of Mark. But what I like about Mark is that Mark really doesn't sugarcoat anything when he's writing. Yep. And we see multiple times uh, in the book of Mark, there's things that make me laugh that Jesus did. Yep. And then there's also things where Mark just tells these stories where like this one where Jesus is like, hey, you have no idea what's, when it's going to happen, when I'm coming back. So yeah. you better be on the lookout. That's good. I just think that we, we're we closer now to Jesus' return than ever. Fact. And I just get this sense in my gut that, oh, man, I don't want to. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's, have you ever thought about this? I, just, I don't want to be, like, in the middle of a big mistake when Jesus returns. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> like how, I don't know if you. If you're like ashamed when that at his return, if you're just in the middle of a big mistake, I don't know if like you're you're if there's relief when he returns, if you're in the middle of a big, big mistake because, oh, you know, I'm pulled out from this horrible, sinful world. Thank God I'm, I'm, I'm saved. Thank God I'm right. a child of God. I, but I just don't want to be caught doing something I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, it actually brings me back to when I was a boy and I remember my dad would uh, talk to me about, you know, Jesus coming back. And, and I love to talk with my dad about, I mean, as, as a young boy, he's going to be six, seven years old. Cause like, man, we're on the winning side. Mm-hmm. Jesus is coming back. I, I love Jesus. And I'm honestly, at that point in my life, I wasn't, I hadn't really surrendered my life over to Jesus, but just hearing about it, it sounded so awesome. And then I remember having this realization. I distinctly remember thinking about this. It was in my dad's truck. One time he was driving me to school. And I was like, man, I hope I hope I'm not doing something wrong mm-hmm. when Jesus shows back up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, it's just, it was like, just like 
there's just so much happening in our world these days. It really feels like things are are truly lining up with what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually do believe in the Gospel of Luke. There is a, another reference of Jesus talking about the end times. They asked him, you know, hey, what's it going to be like in the end? And essentially he says it's going to be like it was in the days of Noah. Yep. And if you do some study about that, it really just starting to feel like we're about there. Land was full of violence. Land was full of perversion. The land was full of mockers, mm-hmm. doubters, sinners, uh, people who were not worshiping God. And, um, boy, it feels like we're, we're there. We're right getting into that kind of time frame and timeline. Yeah. Our land is full of violence, anger, unforgiveness, perversion. Oh, yeah. Temptations are everywhere. The people, what people say is good is evil. What people say is evil is good. It's just feels like we're getting very backwards as a society. It just feels like Jesus is going to return soon. And I'm like, take, like when I read Mark 13, I just sense this like within me, like it's really time. It's like the last two minutes of any sport game. Yeah. Like it's, Go time. This is it. Where's my clutch? Where's the clutchest players at? Who who's the best player? Who's gonna who's gonna be able to get us to the finish line with a victory? Yep. Watch out. We're gonna we're 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 focused in now more than ever. And the W is you know you watch your words. And this Bible is so clear about our words. And and what I want to do is even focus not so much on like hey these are the words you're not allowed to say. <laughs> like that's not essentially what I don't I don't I don't really get a sense that that's what it's about like your words but like I, I really get a sense of your words kind of create your attitude mm-hmm. your words create in a sense your world I mean they really can like seriously yeah um, well there's when you were talking about that two scriptures immediately popped into my mind one of them is from Proverbs and it says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yep. And so your words come out of what's in your heart. And so and out of the heart the mouth speaks. And so what's in your heart, that attitude that you just talked about, your words are a huge reflection of what's on the inside of you. Yeah. And so you got to watch that. And and yeah, so I really believe your words ref, uh, uh, come from your heart, but then also your words kind of create your world. So yeah, it, unpack that a little bit. I, it's hard to unpack. So like, okay, the best way I can explain it is with a bit of a story. I have a, I have, I had a friend, and this guy, he always talked very negative about his himself. Okay, he really hated his, the, who he was. Like, he just was always upset that he didn't, he wasn't talented and. He wasn't. He was always upset that he wasn't very good looking, and he was always upset that he wasn't very smart. And mm. it's like, so he constantly kind of like, "Woe is me!" Like an Eeyore way of speaking. And I watched that affect how people treated him. Yeah. So like, wow. yeah, people treated him like he spoke in a way. Just like you didn't really want to hang out with him because he was always so <laughs> miserable. Right. So. He's saying, I wish I, I just don't have any friends, but I'm like thinking to myself, I wonder if he just was more positive and uplifting and caring and, and gentle with his words, if that would just attract people to him. Right. So it's like he's like you said, your, your words come from your heart, but also your words can create 
this 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 people's attitude toward you. Yeah, absolutely. And we got to be as we get closer to the end here. It's so important. I want to surround myself with people, with pastors, with leaders, with friends who are speaking the right words, charging me up, encouraging me, getting me ready. Yeah. Not the kind of people who are speaking words that are that are diminishing me and discouraging me and, and getting me off- offended and getting me doubting. Yeah. Like you can create a world with your with the right words, especially if they come from you who really who you are. Yeah, I totally I agree. Know. And you reminded me it's hard as to unpack. And it's a little bit hard to unpack. And I think I have an example of someone who does this incredibly well. Um you and I both know her pretty well. Uh she um, runs a youth pastor and young adult pastor coaching program uh, sure. called Cadre. And uh, her name is Jeannie Mayo. Uh, we've both actually gone through two years of that program. Um, but one of the things, Pastor, like that if you get around her, you notice that she is constantly talking Sheesh. about how amazing everyone is. She really is. And you just you light up when you're around her. Exactly. You cannot walk walk into the room without her just telling you how amazing she is. And instantly you feel drawn to her. Yeah. Because she and she's, she's talked just about this. Compliment you like crazy. And she's talked about how she has very intentionally trained herself or tried to to watch her words so that when she's talking to people, she's constant that she's created that lifestyle for herself. It wasn't something like she just woke up one day and was like, you know what? I'm going to be really nice to everybody. She just ha- she had to work at it. it was she a had discipline. to work at it. It was a discipline. And you know what? There's been uh, we know I mean so much of her life that she's had so many opportunities to not be nice. And yet when we still walk into her house, she still chooses. You know, we were down there recently and she was in the middle of a really rough situation waiting for a call back. She didn't know how things were going to turn out. And we walked in and you would have never known because she chose her words uh, to uplift people. Man, that's that's amazing. She had such a good attitude, which is the A of watch. Attitude. Yeah. So watch your attitude. Yeah, Jeannie Mayo is has just an amazing attitude towards life. And she hasn't always had the had great reasons to have a good attitude. Yeah. Um. And here she is. She has a wonderful attitude. And, man, it just goes to show you it's your your attitude is not supposed to be a reflection of your life yep. as, it, as it stands. But your attitude should be a reflection of the wonderful gift of salvation that Jesus has offered you. Your attitude should reflect that of one who was willing to forgive. Yep. Even if you've been com- incredibly offended. Oh, yeah. It, this atti- your attitude is so important, and I really just think that as Christians, oh, I love that verse in the Bible. They'll they'll know you by your love for one another. Yeah, come on, somebody. And so, and I, I love this quote too as well. There's there's absolutely no reason a a non Christian would ever find interest in the Bible. And so, what that means is that you are going to be the only Bible that they read. Yep, I love it. It's great, isn't it? It is good. And you, when you were talking about attitude, instantly two things came to my mind. One of them is a is a uh, story in the Bible. I believe it's in Acts 4. Peter and John are in the temple. They're preaching Jesus, doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. They get arrested, put in jail, and beaten. Ooh. And it says they walked away full of joy yeah. because they, they were counted worthy to suffer for Christ. Mm-hmm. That is what we're talking about. Having an attitude that, <laughs> based on their circumstances, yep. they had every reason to have a terrible attitude. Yep. 
But it actually says they walked away full of joy, and then they went and prayed for boldness to preach again. Yeah, they didn't pray that they wouldn't be beaten again, or they wouldn't be mistreated, or they wouldn't be offended again. Yeah. No, they 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 prayed for boldness. Yeah. To to have better courage to face that trial once again, which is so good. Which is so good. Love that. And I bet right now that you've got plenty of reasons to be offended, and upset, and angry. Yep. And I do too, and so do you. But how can we? It's just an encourage. I'm just we're just trying to encourage you today. How can we just be better? And I'm really speaking to myself. Yeah. You know, this is something that I'm wrestling with. It's like I wanna I wanna have a good attitude despite lots of craziness around me and yeah. my world and in the world around us and just everything happening. Like even at lunch today, we you shared you shared some really bad news with us at lunch today. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. And I was like, I got angry. I was like, just it's just it's not fair. Yeah. And I and I thought, don't take on a spirit of offense. Oh yeah. You know what has this is thought of that, you know? This has been something that has been challenging me recently, Pastor Luke, with buying this house. You know just as good as anybody, man, that we've really struggled with buying a house the past couple of years, got beaten out by offers, uh, had cash offers that were lower than us. People took our offers. We were the highest one. We've been struggling and struggling. We finally get this house. And then, you know, you know, a lot of the stuff that goes on, basically they told us, oh, all you have to do to move in is do this, this, and this. We did that and ended up being a laundry list of things longer than that, yeah. that we like had to get like, done. You get misled along the way at times. Yeah. And yeah. so I was, I was really, really frustrated a couple of weeks ago in this moment. And then my wife actually said something that really <laughs> the Holy Spirit spoke to me through what she said and really checked my attitude. And I was like, Lord, forgive me, because I've had a really bad attitude mm-hmm. in this moment. Was we the first day we finally closed down the house and my wife was like, I was just I was glad and really just relieved to have it all behind me. And she said, instead of just being having this like relief, she's like, Man, I'm so full of joy for what's happening next. And she's like, I'm reminded of when Jesus said in Matthew six about the birds of the air. Jesus care or God cares about the mm. sparrows. And they don't even like you're how ha- ha- you have so much more value than they do. Yeah. And she's like, I can just see how God was orchestrating all those little things for us to move in at the perfect time. Yep. And her attitude was one of just gratitude and thankfulness towards God. And and mine, honestly, mine kind of stunk. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, please forgive me for for having this just really stinky attitude. And it gave me that attitude check. And I've uh, been trying to get better at that. It's good. And then. T of watch, watch your temptations. And there's a story of a grand of a grandson asking his grandpa, uh, grandpa, how old will I be when I, when temptation's no longer there? <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm 80. So not there yet. <laughs> and, and, uh, I, I, like when is temptation going to stop? And, 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 and you think maybe when you're older, certain temptations will go away. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, According to the eight-year-old, he he's still waiting for a tem- <laughs> yeah. for a temptation to stop. Jesus was tempted. Yep. Uh, he, but he resisted that temptation. Um, we're all tempted. Uh, it, it's like uh, temptation is is just as sure as the sunrise. Yep. Uh, uh, so what what are we gonna do? Are when Jesus returns, are we gonna be caught in the middle of a temptation? I mean, that's mm. a that's ho- that'd be horrible. You know, in yeah. a way, I don't know. I'd be like weird, and and, and I don't know. I, I don't really know how Jesus manages all that, and, and and all when he returns. But I'm glad I don't have to sort it all out. Yeah. But I don't want to be caught in temptation 
when he returns. You know, I don't want like to be, uh, you know, looking at something on my phone. Yeah. When when Jesus returns, you know, I don't want to be um, oogling and goggling, uh, you know, at somebody on the beach. Yeah. When Jesus returns, and and it's just like, how are we gonna? What are we like? How are we living our day? I I really believe every every moment of our day counts for something. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's kind of two things, and and just to quickly add to this idea about temptation, there's two things that you can do. One is you can avoid places that where you know temptation is. Like this is a really obvious one that we use a lot, but like if you know you have a, a, an addiction or a struggle, you're tempted, uh, like to get drunk with alcohol, mm-hmm. like, you probably shouldn't be hanging out in the bar. Totally, shouldn't. right? Like you should be able to avoid that temptation, or like man. I've been talking, you know, we work a lot with, with teenagers and youths and so, uh, and young adults. So maybe there's a teenager comes to, man, I've been struggling with, with pornography. You're like, okay, well, when is that temptation happening? Oh, it's, it's late at night when I'm on my phone. Yeah. Well, maybe leave your phone <laughs> out in the hallway. Yeah, don't bring your phone into your room. Don't bring your phone into your room and don't be on it late at night. Yeah. Um, so you can avoid some of those temptations. And then there's things that you, you can't really avoid. Temptations thrown at us all the time and you're like. Unexpected. Uh, unexpected. And I think the best way that we can handle it is kind of how, how Jesus did. He's our example of, of uh, resisting temptation is just to have a, a mind that's so focused on Christ that when temptation comes, I can respond with the word of God rather than giving into that temptation. I, I know like that, that. that sounds easy. It's easier to say that than to actually do that, but it, it does really help. Well, everything is easier to say than, than to get done. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't think of anything that's harder, <laughs> harder said than done. Makes me want to try to figure it out. <laughs> well, maybe that'll be the next podcast. <laughs> Things that are harder said than done. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. I don't, that might be a really short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, uh, all right, let's, let's, let's move on here then. Um, letter C, watch your character. Watch your character. Watch your character. You know, you could, uh, uh, here's, a, here's a cool thing for all you people out there with bad character. You could start something with bad character, but. That's the good news. That's the good news. You can start something with bad character. You sure can. But then you can't finish with bad character. Nope. I always think about I always think about my football team in high school. Yeah. There was a kid in our school that was a, a, an incredible athlete and he never had the character to stay on the football team for our entire football season. Yeah, that's such a bummer. Such a bummer. It was like this incredible weapon that would mm-hmm. always break halfway through the season. Yeah. And it, like, affected the football team. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually remember going into my senior year, the captains of our football team were stressed about him because wow. they we realized with him we could win some games. Right. Without him – this is going to be more difficult. Right. And I remember the, pre- the the specific football practice where he got into a fight with another guy on, the, on our team, and the coaches kicked him off the team again. Man. And there was a morale. Just the, the morale died yeah. that day. And we never got morale back for the whole season. Everything fell apart. Right. I mean, you, <laughs> you can't – it's so true, though. You can start something with bad character. Yeah. You can cover stuff up. You can hide stuff, if you, especially if you're talented enough. You can put on a show. You can perform well enough where people can excuse bad character for a time. For a time. But it will always catch up with you 
and you cannot finish anything strong with bad character. Oh, man. I just think of um, us being pastors. Our character matters more than other professions. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm not too concerned if, if my doctor, you know, just got drunk a couple weekends ago. <laughs> right. I, I just can, I'm more concerned about him figuring out what, what my disease is and getting me the right medicine and getting <laughs> yeah. me healed. I, don't, I could care less about his personal life. Exactly. But when it comes to being a pastor, character, is, character matters. When it comes to being a Christian, character, character matters. matters. It's so true. And, and we're judged. I, I, I'm going to be judged by God not based upon the size of my church, but I'm going to be judged by God based upon what I did in secret. Yep. Yeah, it goes back to that scripture you quoted earlier that they will know you as disciples by your love for one another. That really has to do with your character. Mm-hmm. That's what you do, not so much from stage or when people are watching, but when nobody's watching. Yeah. How's your integrity? Yeah. You know, that's, that's what character is all about. Mm-hmm. It is. And let's finish up with this last one, letter H of watch. Watch your household. Mm-hmm. And you might be thinking, what? I don't have a house. You know, <laughs> what do you mean? Watch. What do you mean? Watch my household? Well, here, here's kind of what I mean is if you're single and you're, you're just living at home and, and going to school, whatever the case may be, your house, your house is your heart. Yep. If if you're married, you just got more responsibility. Yep. It's you and it's your spouse now. That's right. If you're starting to get kids, then you've got you, you got your spouse, you've got a child, two, three kids. Now mm-hmm. you got your, you got to watch your house. That's so true. And can I jump in and say something right here? Because Love it. this is a mistake that I think a lot of people make. And that when I, especially when I was a, a younger high schooler, I 100% made this mistake is I thought, cause people had told me this before, you got to watch out for your household. And I would see my dad doing that. And so I thought, Oh, I can do that when I'm a dad. And I, you know, I can, I can protect a household and watch my household when I'm married. Yep. But if you don't practice right now and learn mm-hmm. how to protect your own heart, yep. how to protect your own household yourself right now, you'll have no idea how to do it when it comes to protecting a spouse, yeah. when it comes to protecting your kids. And so maybe you're a high schooler or even a middle schooler listening to our podcast right now. You need to practice learning how to protect your own heart right now so that in the future, that one day you won't have to learn it on the fly. Yeah. It'll be much easier if you can learn to protect your heart right now. When you get married, it's so important that you have your house in order. Yep. First. Oh, yeah. And there's ways to do that. This is a, this could be a completely other 30-minute podcast, just getting your house in order. Yeah. But there are certain ways to get your house in order. You know, your, your commitment to your job, your your physical body, your commitment to your spiritual walk, your commitment to the church, your commitment to serving the Lord, your commitment to your ministry, all these things get your, or your house. That's your house. Yep. And if that's not in order, <laughs> then you're going to get married and it's going to get chaotic for you. Oh yeah. But if you can get some things in order, um, then you're going to get better off. Uh, uh, your wife, Dana and my wife, Jen, were on the podcast a few times ago. And uh, we talked about, um, I think the question was was asked by me. Um, is there, is there one person out there for you? Yeah. And and your your wife Dana had a wonderful answer to this, and and she had said that the idea of there just being one person out there for you makes it seem like that there is just this perfect person out there that will gonna, it's going to help you, right? And is going to be your savior, 
Right. And, and it's just going to like make your life perfect. Yeah. And she's like, and it really discourages the idea of just one person being out there for you, which we don't believe is true, really discourages the individual from becoming whole themselves. Yeah, exactly. And that was really her point about that. And I agree that you need to do to be exactly what we are talking about right now. You need to watch yourself. You need to watch your heart. Yeah. And and I think Jesus is talking about this um, in this passage in Mark 13. You got to be on guard. You got to watch. It reminds me of the parable when Jesus is talking about the 10 virgins, the five wise and the five foolish. Five of them took precautions and were ready when the, the bridegroom showed up. Hmm. And the five foolish never learned how to protect their household. They never learned in advance to prepare for the future. And when the future happened, they were unready and they missed it. Yeah. And so what are you do? How are you protecting your heart? Do you have people around you that are going to pour into you? Do you have people that you look up to that you're trying to learn from and glean from? Are you easily allowing temptation to win? And I think, Pastor Luke, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think a great way to protect and watch your household is to do the first four things on this list. To watch your words, watch your attitude, watch your temptations, to watch your character. And if you do that, it will help you watch your household. It will. Let's end with this last story of the Bible. It's perfect for, for this. You said mention the, the ten virgins, five wise, five unwise. The yeah. five wise went to heaven. The five unwise went to hell. Yeah. That's, a sen- that's what the parable is about. Yeah. It's terrifying, isn't it's it? It's a scary parable. Well, there's another, there's another story in the Bible, not a parable. <clears throat> this is a true story where Jesus heals ten leopards. Yep. And, wow, only one returns to, to s- say thank you. Or just to find out who was this guy. Yeah. Right? And and curious about more. Yeah. Only one. Which is crazy. And he Jesus responds to him essentially go and sin no more now. Just just go, you know, you yeah. you found salvation today. And um it was like that one out of ten understood there was more to this life than just getting healed. Yeah. And I would say that's still true today. <laughs> it's absolutely. absolutely true today. So true. Of course, we want healing and we want to be made whole. But the truth, the honesty is we're all, we're all going to die. Yep. I hate that. Yeah, it's so true, though. I hate it. And um, it, how is your heart ready for that? Yeah. How's your heart? How's your soul? How's your heart? Yep. So one, only one came back to, to fix the heart issue. Yep. And Jesus fixed it for him. Jesus fixed it for him. And I would just, I think this is a great capstone uh, yeah. sentence to end with is are you are you chasing a miracle or are you chasing the miracle worker it's good because we can get so caught up in all of the things and god would you heal me would you provide would you do this would you do that but at the end like you said we're all gonna die yep i'd rather be the guy who came back and chased the miracle worker yep rather than one of the 10 who just was celebrating the miracle absolutely that's good oh it's been good to be with you today audience. What a podcast. What a podcast. Just a hot dish of podcasts. That's today, a guys. hot bowl of steamy podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I I don't know why that came to my like I don't know. You, we you were said, well, we were in lunch. Yeah, you said that during lunch. And I was like, You ready to go record a hot bowl of steamy podcasts? I don't know why I said that. And yeah. it was funny and now we're saying it. Now it's, we're saying it. Now it's our thing. All right, that's it, everybody. Yep. See you later, everybody. Love you so See much, buddy. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded.
Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.